Okay, this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this is a Psychology Report. Glad you have it with us. I'm glad you're with us today, and uh, today I'm going to focus on a topic of special interest to families, particularly who have children who are considered to be hyperactive and have an attentional problem. We call them attention deficit disorder children. You know, there are a number of things that you can say about attention deficit. Number one is sometimes kids with with attention deficit have hyperactivity, and sometimes they don't. Uh, there are adults that have attention deficits. They've had it ever since childhood. Some have hyperactivity and some don't. But here's what the research shows. That all kids that have hyperactivity and attention deficit problems develop this or show or manifest it by the age of three or four, certainly by the time a child enters school. About a third of the children overcome the problem by the time they're age 11. That is, they've learned how to manage life. They've learned how to manage information, perceptions, noise in the environment, and so on, and are able to function. On the other hand, there are a number of children that continue to have attention deficit problem on into young adulthood. And by age around 21 or 25, they overcome it. And they are able to manage life without medication and without special provisions or accommodations. But there are that's about a third each. There are a third of the children who never overcome attention deficit problems into their adulthood. They remain to be attention deficit adults. They have problems in the workplace. They have problems in their relationships. They have to have jobs that keep them on the move and have uh, variation you know, throughout the day. No desk jobs for ADD adults. But let's go back to children. <clears throat> How do you know your child has ADD? Well, let me give you 13 points. Okay, and you can do a little check mark as I go along here, okay? Impulsive and doesn't focus, number one. That is, they move from move, from topic to topic, issue to issue, activity to activity, very quickly. It's the quickness with which they leave one activity and go to the other and have a hard time staying with it and focusing. Number two, their behavior is disruptive. In the classroom, it's very disruptive. In the home, it's disruptive. And in the workplace, it's very disruptive. In the church, it's disruptive. In the Sunday school, it's disruptive. Wherever these kids are, there's a disruptiveness that takes place. Number three, they fidget, they squirm, they move. They move their hands, their arms, their feet, their fingers, their mouth. They make sounds with their uh, mouth and hum and do various kinds of movements like that. In other words, they're trying to stimulate themselves. They're trying to keep up with the heart rate, or they're trying to keep up with their mind rate that is hyperactive. They walk, they run, they climb when they're expected to be seated, or to sit in a circle, or just to be still. They have a hard time sitting at the table. They have a hard time sitting in a chair at school, or in the pew at church. They have to be on the move all the time. Very hard. Next, they have difficulty taking their turns and waiting in line. That is, they want to be first. They want to get out the door first. They want to, they can't just wait their turn for the drinking fountain or to go to the bathroom or to leave, go outside or whatever it might be. Line lineups and waiting in line is a very difficult thing for an attention deficit child. Next, they do not finish tasks or projects. They go from project to project without finishing. So there's a 
string of unfinished tasks. You see this in adults as well. A project upon project upon project, most of which are never finished. Because they can't stay with it. They can't just maintain that attention, that focus, to the very end and finish the task. They move on to something else. Next, they become very bored after a short period of time. That is, their attention shifts. Boredom sets in after minutes sometimes. And they can't then uh, accomplish something. They can't finish something. They can't engage in something for a long period of time. They move on to something else. Next, they engage in daydreaming. And they give the impression of being in another, in another world. In other words, what I'm saying there is that a child might be sitting in school, kind of off in his own little world in a dream world, kind of responding to the stimulation of his brain or to his imagination or to his images. That's what he's paying attention to, not to the teacher who's talking in the classroom. Same at home. child might be sitting there and just kind of daydreaming and thinking about something, maybe creating something, if you will, and you're trying to talk to the child, you're not paying attention at all. Next, talking when others are talking. They blurt out, they blurt out answers before even the question is finished being asked or before the other person is finished talking. They're, they interrupt, if you will. Um, but they over-talk. They don't listen. They get frustrated with schoolwork and homework. They dislike things that require sustained attention. You know, we often think of an attention deficit child as a child that doesn't like school. That's not the issue. Kids like school. But what they don't like is that sustained attention that they have to sit there quietly and listen or they have to sit there quietly and finish a project or task or complete an assignment. That's what they don't like. It's hard for them to maintain sustained attention and therefore they don't like anything that requires sustained attention, school being one of them. Next, they act quietly uh, for a while and then act loudly. They're very quick uh, to answer very quick to respond. They don't think first, but they'll talk slowly, slowly and softly, and then rev it up, if you will. But they talk without thinking. They think afterwards. Next, they get easily distracted. And they almost seem to forget what they've been talking about or what you've been saying because they're distracted to something else, not what you're talking about or what the teacher is talking about at the time, but to now what they've shifted their attention to. And then lastly, they generally consider to be able and very smart and, and capable children. Attention deficit children are capable. They are able to do their work. They just can't focus their attention and do their work, if you will. That's where the problem you know, comes out. Now, what do you do with these kids? Well, let me comment just on a couple things you can do. Make sure at home your environment is very quiet and very sustained and very calm. In other words, keep it soft. Keep the noise down. Keep the disruptions down. Keep the interferences down. Keep the sound of the television down, the radio down, all any other appliances. Keep the environment as soft and as quiet as you possibly can. That means you're not introducing disruption to the kid. Next is keep it routine. Keep it systematic and orderly. Bedtime's the same. Meal time is the same. What they do after school is the same. 
what they do before bedtime is the same. Keep the routine going so that they know what the routine is and can follow that routine. Any changes and disruptions and interferences that come along will just throw them off and they'll have difficulty doing what they're supposed to do. The other thing is that you want to talk to them face-to-face, eye-to-eye. Get down at their level. Make sure they're looking at you when you talk. If you just talk to them like across the room, they may not hear you at all. They may hear the sound, but they won't be paying attention. Make sure they're looking at you. You have eye contact. You have face-to-face contact. And then communicate. And the more important the communication, the more important it is to have eye-to-eye contact and face-to-face contact. Now, the other thing is this. Make sure you have a psychologist that knows ADD children, works with such children, has strategies to help children learn to gain self-control, knows strategies to advise parents as to what they can do in the home to help a child gain self-control, and a psychologist that will work with the parent, I mean with the teacher, so that in the school classroom, there is a strategy of maintaining you know, self-control. In other words, get professional help, not just from anybody. It needs to be a psychologist that's trained in ADD because it's a brain problem. It's not a social problem. It's a brain problem. And we need to make adjustments and accommodations to the brain problem to help the child then learn to focus and learn to pay attention over time. But besides a psychologist working with you as a parent and with a child, that psychologist also needs to be able to work with a teacher. Call the teacher periodically, write a memo, give advice, give suggestions, be available for help, so that you have a team approach to this. And of course, the other way is find a neurologist, find a pediatrician, find a physician that is knowledgeable in the area of ADD, can prescribe medication, and will do it and work with the psychologist together so that this team approach includes the teacher, the parent, the child, the psychologist, and... um, a physician of your choice. In other words, a medication approach, a parent guidance approach, and a therapy approach for the child needs to be brought together by a knowledgeable, mature, experienced psychologist. That's your best bet. Medication is helpful. Don't get the idea that this child has to be on medication for the rest of their life just because you try it. It might work. You try it and it may not work. But you don't know until you try. And there are different medications. Sometimes one will work and another will not. There are some medications that are more helpful for adults. Some medications are more helpful for children. The physician and the psychologist needs to know that and guide. But medication plus a counseling, therapy, teacher training approach needs to work together. There's hope. You can do it. Don't worry about it. But... If you're doing it alone, it's not going to be very helpful. You've got to have this team approach for it to be most helpful. So I wish you well. This is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this has been the Psychology Report. I refer you to my website, which is booksbyhedberg.com. And I have a book there entitled uh, Achieving and Living a Healthy Lifestyle. And in that book, I have addressed the issue of ADD. I have another book. It says, Dr. Teach Me to Parent is the title of it. I have chapters in there about working with ADD children so that you can help a a child uh, process information and learn how to pay attention 
and do the best they can in school. Dr. Teach Me to Parent. So go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, and I think you'll find it to be a good resource, uh, you know, for you. So anyway, this has been the Psychology uh, Report, and um, nice to be with you today, and we'll see you again. Yeah, bye for now.